Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve sallallahu ta'ala ala seyyidil musalin ve alihi ve sahbihi ve barik ve sallam. Alhamdulillah, we have reached the 18th section of the Qur'an. And our intention with the Ramadan reminders is to give perspective. And that is to, to help the new Muslims and, and the students of knowledge to understand the circumstances surrounding the chapters and surrounding the verses so that we can get more out of our recitation and our pondering on the words of Allah. This section uh, contains Surah Al-Mu'minun and Surah An-Nur. Surah Al-Mu'minun is the chapter of the believers. And that is a late Meccan uh, surah. And it is dealing with not only faith itself, Al-Iman, but the virtues of faith. Showing how important it is in an environment of disbelief and immorality. And that is so crucial today because probably one of the greatest challenges faced by Muslims today, especially the youth, is immorality. And uh, this chapter emphasizes the fact that Iman is al-qawlu bil-lisan wa tasdiq bil-qalb wal-amal bil-jawarih. And that is you say it with your tongue, you believe it in your heart, but you act it out with your limbs. And so the true Iman is combined with abstinence, modesty, with prayer, with charity. This forms a type of armor, a type of protection around our Iman, and it leads the believer to paradise. And the chapter beautifully shows how the prophets were the best example of this practical implementation of faith. The next chapter is Surah An-Nur, the famous chapter of the light. And that is Medaniya, revealed in Medina in the last 10 years of the prophethood. This takes us deeper, on a deeper dive into the issues of immorality and the implications. And again, it, 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 is, it is showing to us and emphasizing that the environment around us, the social influences, usually have something to do with sex. This is where the, the immorality of a society uh, is uh, based. And what we have to recognize is that when we are dealing with immorality within the society, when we deal with the, the sexuality, how, how it plays itself out, it has to do with behavior, with false charges, with scandals, uh, and also with um, the destruction of moral values and traditions. And this is really crucial today in a society where morality is being thrown out the window, where there are people who are literally trying to develop new, new moralities, throwing away thousands of years of human existence, throwing away revelation. And so this chapter is a powerful stance. It's a complete conquest over immorality because Islam demands sexual purity before marriage, in marriage, even if there is a dissolution of marriage, then purity is required. That's the purity of mind, the purity of your mouth, the purity of your actions. Now, within this um, mighty chapter is the 
story of Aisha radiallahu anha, hadith al-ifiq, and that is um, a beautiful example of how scandal can develop and how serious it is within Islamic understanding. And this is dealing with the story of the Ghazwa or the uh, battle of Banu Mustalaq. A, this is a tribe that was threatening the believers. And the Prophet ﷺ, around the fifth year um, after the Hijrah, took a party of believers out there in order to confront the, the Banu Mustalaq. Aisha was with the group. Not much happened in the confrontation. It was dealt with uh, very swiftly and very cleanly. But the, the, the essence of the story is the fact that when the caravan was about to leave, a strange thing happened. Now, caravans in those days were made up of the scouts in the front, the body of the caravan with your horses and your donkeys and your camels and people on foot, and then the sweepers in the back. So this is how it moves uh, through the desert. And in this case, uh, Aisha radiallahu anha was uh, sitting in a howdutch, and that is a type of compartment on the back of the camel. She was very light, uh, physically, and um, she thought that she lost one of her necklaces, and she jumped out of the howdage. She's a very active person, went into the desert, and lo and behold, when she returned, the caravan was gone. So Aisha, radiallahu anha, finds herself in the middle of the desert alone, the wife of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu The sweepers came, Safwan ibn al-Mu'attal, one of the companions, found her and he recognized her. This is before the verses of the hijab. He recognized her and immediately Islamic adab kicks in. Again, the purity of mind and, and action. And he uh, gives her a chance to ride on his horse. He pulls the horse in front of him. Whenever they have to stop, he gives her her space and they reach Medina. But when they came in the city, here is Safwan pulling the wife of Prophet Muhammad into the city. This is fresh meat for scandal mongers. And so they began to talk. Look at the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. What could have come out of this? And a scandal started to develop, although this is Aisha. And so the scandal reached the point where it even started to affect the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And he questioned Aisha. She was really upset uh, about this. And it is reported that she was sick for over a month because of this. Finally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the verses 11 to 18. So when you look in your chapter, focus on 11 to 18, and you will see how it is so important to deal with the issue of backbiting and scandal-mongering. Number one, that we should speak clean words. We should not be speaking evil about other individuals. Two, if somebody comes with evil words about an individual with scandal, don't listen to them. Don't repeat it. And avoid suspicion and suspicious words, especially if they are based upon the lack of knowledge. Because this is something which is serious in Islam and which has big implications in Muslim society. And, and because of this, it was actually prescribed that they are punished with 80 lashes. 
So this was a very serious uh, issue. And again, it sets the, the clear stance that Islam is taking against immorality, the protection of the dignity and the honor of uh, Muslim women. Now, as we continue, we come to the verse of the hijab, verse 31. And this is clearly where um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is uh, showing that the believing men and the believing women, that uh, they both, they both need to be uh, living lives in purity. So the issue of hijab, you know, and that is covering your aura, it's actually something which is not only for women, but it is something for men and women, covering your private parts. Verse number 31 uh, is focusing on the believing women and showing, telling them do not display, they should not display their beauty except that which ordinarily can be seen thereof. And, and so this sets uh, the parameters for the covering of the aura and it shows how important it is that we, we not only act in purity, but we actually cover ourselves to protect ourselves from the evil of the sexual immorality that we find within uh, the societies. The chapter also brings the verse of the light. And, and, and that is so beautiful, verse number 35. It is filled with poetic imagery and, and descriptions. And it is dealing with light. Allahu nura samawati wal ard. That Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. And so within these verses, and there are so many discussions surrounding what it means, but the essence is that Allah's light is the actual light. There are lights on earth, but the light of Allah lights not only the heavens and the earth, but it lights the hearts of the believers. And it is the essence of uh, righteousness and, and, and the essence of spirituality. And that is the illumination and how Allah Azza wa Jal uh, illuminates. Nurun ala nur, light upon light. That Allah gives this dignity and light to the believers and to those who are in communication with Him and who are living the pure and righteous life. So this is a very important chapter today to focus on. There is so much in it. Read the tafsirs. Understand the beauty of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as I leave you in peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.